Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is Housewives Nightcap by Access Hollywood. We're spilling exclusive Housewives gossip with a Bravo celebrity or superman each week to give you behind-the-scenes secrets and access to drama that you didn't see on TV. Get your glasses ready. Welcome back to another episode of Housewives Nightcap. Guys, we had screams, we had tears, we didn't have that much accountability. If you haven't guessed it already, we're going to break down part three reunion of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And I got two people with me that are going to be perfect at doing that. I told them before we started recording that they can say whatever the heck they want. So we have Evan Real and Danny Murphy from Page Six's hit podcast, Virtual Reality Tea. Guys, that's like kind of a tongue twister. No, it is Virtual not. reality tea. That's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy at all. And we LOL made that title like during a pandemic where everything's virtual and now everything's in real life. So does the name still work? Don't ask us. <laughs> we might need to rebrand soon, yeah. especially because you're right. It is kind of like a tongue twister. I never know whether to like say virtual reality or virtual reality. Like it's just... Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot. So and thank you for the wonderful introduction that we loved it. Well, I do like the little T at the end. <laughs> but you guys are bi-coastal, right? Yes. Evan, you're in LA. We run into each other all the time. Yes. And Danny, we only ran into each other once at Bravo. At Bravo Combo. So a magical place for us to bump into each other. No, I'm holding down the rainy sweater East Coast front right now. And I'm I'm happy because I just would be shouting into an abyss about Salt Lake City still. So I'm very glad to be on this Riverside. Okay, well, let's start shouting about <laughs> Salt Lake City. Uh, overall, before we get into the nitty gritty of it all, mm. overall, how are we feeling post episode three? You know, I don't know if it's one of those hard things where when a season is so good, I think we expect so much from a reunion. Yes. And it's very hard to just be like, oh, I'm just chasing that magic that was the finale. It's kind of the opposite where it's like when some of the ladies and gents on Bravo, they're like, all right, this season wasn't our best. Let's bring some shit out. At the reunion, you're like, oh, I was not expecting this. I feel for, I'm speaking for myself, I expected so much for this reunion. And the ladies, they did their darndest, but I kind of just, I think I just still want more because the story is so good. I'm kind of with you, Danny. Like, I feel like we didn't, like there was so much involved in the Monica and reality Vontees of it all. It was impossible to cover everything, but there were certain aspects that I wish we unpacked a little bit more like the stakeouts in front of Jen Shaw's house. I love that we had the footage, but I need to know when, why, how, what time, when was the first interaction with Jen Shaw? Like how did she finally break through and become her. What orders from the FBI were given? Like, did they tell you to come at a certain time, at a certain date? Are those, was it a checkpoint? Like, is it a DUI checkpoint of Monica? Like, what's happening? It makes no sense. No. I completely agree with both of you. I'm like, we needed to get in 
that more. But did you guys feel that by episode three, Monica was kind of checked out? Yes. Oh my God. And that Danny and I were talking about the finale earlier today, but like I didn't get to express how disturbed I was at how dejected she was and how she, by the end of it, she just gave up. Like when Andy was like, is there anything else you would like to say? Like she, she was just like dead behind the eyes. I think she knew kind of towards the end of taping the reunion that she hadn't done what needed to be done to get on the next season I think she kind of knew in that moment that she kind of like laid her bed and like now it was time to like accept that she's not going to be having her snowflake next season but I do wonder like you know because things weren't official until just this week that she wasn't coming back for season five so I wonder like what the interim was like for her like from filming reunion till now was she just like waiting on the edge of her seat like oh my god is it gonna happen and then also looking back at it we didn't know this twist was the twist even at like BravoCon where she was like iced out and doing press by herself like when she was you know going through the BravoCon experience was she like thinking okay like maybe if I really charm the fans and have a great BravoCon experience like I can save my snowflake I just I I need to like know her mental map from like Bermuda until like literally yesterday right because it is obvious that they just decided I think they wanted to see how the reunion played Mm -hmm. out and how the fans were reacting this is a little insider tea but we were supposed to get Monica for an interview and then all of a sudden no longer couldn't get it so I and we just found that out like a couple days ago. So mm. I don't know if I should be saying this, but no, I I'm think sure you it's fine. I think you should. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I'm saying it. So it's obvious that they just like Evan was saying, they made the decision. But why go into the reunion and like when Andy gave her that moment at the end? Why not take it and say, look, let me try to compare myself a little bit more to Heather because obviously there's the same enemy for both of us. Why not do that? I almost wonder if it's like just getting into like her like psyche vibes. Cause I kept on being like, yeah. cause every single time she kept on being calling them all like old ladies. So I feel, which was like so stupid because it's like, honey, you're on housewives. Um, But I feel all of like, I think she almost like kind of pictured them like halfway through the reunion, all of like replicas of Linda, her mom. And then she was just like shouting at them and wanting to yell at them, like letting out a lot of, anger from her I took like one psych class in college letting out all this anger she had from her mom and then was like realizing she's like what the hell am I doing I'm back on a hamster wheel I'm just shut down because her 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 modes we even saw it throughout the season she'd be really really combative and then like kind of like get to a point of like detached coldness shut down where she's like not realizing like what she's doing or who she is and she kind of just like wants a hug and no one's giving her a hug so I feel she's like I can't what is there left to say that I'll be able to get out without them coming at me. Like, she's like, I don't want to explain myself to them. I've just like kind of done. And she also realizes the corner she painted herself in. And she's like, I'd rather just know my truth than try to explain my truth, which is warped in some lies here and there, than have to kind of go back and forth anymore. And her deciding to not add anything to what Mm. she needed to say or possibly defend herself when Andy gave her the chance, that happened her dejectedness happened mm-hmm. after her burn book prop oh. moment flopped so hard it was like flop. oh it was the ultimate flop and i was i was hopeful i was like oh my god this is gonna be good there's gonna be something really juicy inside and then you open and the first page is 
Andy Cohen's a fugly slut who fucked half of New York. Like, what? Huh? Like, that's, yeah, I know. that's where you started? Come on. And then she, like, literally, like, verbatim wrote the whatever Regina George did Katie about her. Like, I was just like. That was so lame. Oh, it was so bad. Because also that it had all the stuff that we wanted to see at the end. But, like, just start with that girl. And or then just you could tell she was, like, about. getting so frustrated. Because Andy took the book. And then he's, like, going through it. And he's like, okay, what is this supposed to prove? And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, go to the end. Go to the end. So. Uh, unfortunately that just like did not work out for her and it will not ever live on in either infamy or being an iconic reunion moment. I like, mean, she really thought she was about to gag and goop everyone, but then like she, she we were just like literally like she speechless because we were like, what's next? And also as such a Bravo fan that she was like, usually props flop. Mm. Usually when they bring the binder full yeah. of receipts, it doesn't do much. Yeah. Do we think maybe that was the moment where she's mm. like, Ooh, this is a flop. I should just Bow out. peace out, disengage. Good night. I could see that being where she's like, okay, I've officially, she's like, I lost Andy now too. I lost Andy. Yeah. yeah because he was giving her lifelines. Yeah. Oh. After another, like, because he knew this was a make it or break it for her because if she was able to turn the opinions of the women around, he could give her another a snowflake for next yeah. season because at the end of the day she is good tv he wanted her on the t like he wants her on the and show Whit- but he just can't now yeah and i was even shocked whitney i feel was giving her a lot of grace the reunion like i feel whitney even well she saw her rounding at the end of the end of the couch too probably uh, and she was like you know what let me give monica some benefits of the doubt and trying to relate and understand with her and monica every time is kind of like okay well, what, what like she really was just like and i almost wonder if it's because her and whitney are kind of like similar ages where she's like no, I want to take out all of my aggression at Lisa and Heather. I was like, what? what what's right? Yeah. yeah, I feel like if she had met Whitney with with some some of that same energy, like maybe she and Whitney could have left the reunion in a better spot, and then it could have created a pathway for her to stay amongst the group. But she just kind of like came in guns a blazing, was so combative from the jump, and yeah, I feel like she. I feel like because she's a Gemini, so. She's, she has both sides to her. You know what I mean? She can be nasty girl. She can be nice girl. She can be a little bit of both. Like, I feel like she should have tapped into nice girl a bit more to sort of like win back the other women. But that nasty side just took over. And I think there is something like you can just like feel the relief that overcomes her body when she calls Lisa Barlow like an old wrinkly hag. Like it just feels so good to her, you know, like I she can't. It's just it's, it's it's too much of a temptation. So she's going to do it every single time. Right. She can't stop herself. Well, speaking of Lisa, I do want to get into the details of the episode, okay? Because a lot did happen, even though I do agree, Danny. I mean, I feel like it kind of didn't live up to the hype that I really wanted it to, but it still delivered on some parts. Like Lisa telling us that the last time she did her makeup was in 2019. That means she, uh, what? She has glam every single day, even if there's nothing going on. Nothing. I'm sure she had glam in lockdown. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. 2019. Oh my God. Think it. Let's think about that. Okay. So 2019, 2020, we're in lockdown. It's a Swiffer. I feel like we need to do a deep dive with her glam team. Like the fact that they've been on retainer for this long. I want to know how much they're getting paid. I want to know when they're expected to be at the Barlow residence. I want to know if they do glam, even when it's just like a Taco Bell day, like, you know, like, and, and how do you decide what kind of glam she gets for like a day of drive-throughing with 
Jack and uh, Baby Gorgeous. You know, like I don't, I just, I'm so, I'm kind of obsessed with it. Like that is a goal of mine to like never have to like, to, I wish, I wish I could like have someone like apply my skincare every night. Like I wish I, you know what I mean? Like oh, I don't yeah. want to touch my own face. And the fact that she has yeah. the the means so that she doesn't have to. Also, apparently she has like an, a, like an eyesight issue. She, they, the girls. I, I was so confused at that. Cause I'm like, she can drive a vehicle, but she can't apply mascara. Wait, she literally said it would kill her. It would kill her if she had to do it herself. And that was after she said something about the eyesight. Yeah. So like what, she'll stab the mascara in her house? Which is like a real concern. Me too. Like yeah. Lisa Barlow needs both of her eyes, you know, like I don't want her to like stab yeah. herself in the eye and then and can you imagine another eye patch on Salt Lake City we can't, we can't. we're not doing that no we can't do we it can't. oh also we can't do it again Lisa won't dress in drag you think she'll dress as a pirate yeah <laughs> she's oh, so true. well no she she was supposed to dress as a pirate and then hard remember in Bermuda oh, yes. to dress like pirates and she, she was like, oh yeah no she, no she, you know honestly applaud her for that Mary though says Lisa you got some insecurities girl which Both of these things can be true. Mary. Both of these things yeah. can be true. And also, I'm insecure, too. So, I mean, if also, if I was being photographed and filmed as much as Lisa Barlow is, totally. a lot of it being self-photographed because of her selfies, yeah, I would want it applied <laughs> perfectly. And, if you and I'm sure that's such a meditative way to start your day. So true. Oh, my God. Yes. And, like, if you physically can't apply eyeliner because you have, like, an eyesight issue happening, like, of course you would be insecure how it would look because, like, you don't want, like botched ass looking eyes i don't know i i also thought to myself like mary like you 100 percent get glam every time you sit in a confessional chair like lisa barlow's life like maybe some days are taco bell days but like most days she's probably on a zoom doing an interview filming a confessional filming a wendy's commercial filming for housewives like she is a front-facing individual so it's not like she there's like she's getting glam for a reason and Mary, like, I, I love you and appreciate you, but if you were just as booked and busy, like, the majority of your 365 days a year, you would also probably be getting glam. Um, She's booked 365 24-7 with the Lord, Evan, so there is that. That is true. <laughs> um, that is true. She has the light from above shining down on her, so she doesn't need okay. contour, but go on. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Danny wants to join her cult. I know he does. Oh, in a heartbeat. <laughs> No, I will say with the Lauren, Chanel couches. Lauren, when she showed up to Kathy Hilton's Christmas party a few months ago, I will say I was very pleasantly surprised with how gracious and warm and kind. I mean, this is not obvious. Like, I mean, this in the kindest way and with the most love. Like, she seemed like so normal. Oh, totally. That's how I, Bryce and I, my coworker, went to the party, and both of us, like, after that interview, we were like, "What?" I I was taken aback by how normal she was and then in the party very sweet but it was time when it was time for her to go it was time for her to go I, which i respect i, I respect that so inside. much what did what did you observe of mary cosby inside Kathy oh okay so let me tell you so in kathy hilton's house there you know the party was like in the basement and then outside and so we go in the basement outside don't see mary and i was like trying to mingle with mary i was like this is my chance yes. to like try to persuade her to come on the podcast right so then i'm like where is mary mary is upstairs by the christmas tree just like 
kind of hang, like standing there. Um, fans were coming up to her, talking to her, but it was clear that she was checked out. Like she wanted to go, which I respect. I and so she was waiting for Whitney to go. But I will say that when I was talking to Mary, you know, I was like, Mary, you're going to come back next season. You know, you had such, it was fun having you back this season. And she said the only way she would come back is if Monica came back. Oh. Well, Monica's now not coming back, so what do we think? Yeah. Hmm. Mary's going to be back. I, I hope she's back. Danny and I were chatting about this earlier, but one of the things that really gagged us from the reunion was Meredith admitting that even she and Mary get into it sometimes and have had words. So I would really like to dive deeper into the Mary and Meredith dynamic because – you know, the Housewives is all about conflict and resolution, and I would love to see some conflict and resolutioning happening between Mary and Meredith, because I was telling Danny, like, you have Mary and her, you know, filter-free antics, she'll say whatever the hell is on her mind, and then you have Meredith and her SAT words, and so I just feel like it would be a really great combustion of chaos, and I don't know, I just, I see it. So I hope she comes back to just to play more with Meredith. I, I, I really even feel like, Andy was like sort of like creating space for her to maybe even reclaim her snowflake like full time. Like he was like, "Do you want to come back?" And she, I wasn't because when she was on Watch What Happens Live, I couldn't tell Andy's vibe of her. Like if he liked her, he's just like, "I don't get the appeal." Everyone else at the reunion, I was like, "Oh, he loves her. He is so tickled by her. Like thinks she's so fun and captivating, which she is. And I think she's also good at keeping the ladies on." their toes a little bit because you don't know what she's going to say next. And like, they could just be like, we're all a sisterhood and it's beautiful. And Mary's like, no, but you said that. And I think this, and like, she helps, she, she gives the fit. She gives us what we need a little bit. And she'll let you know if your necklace is ugly, which I still, which I respect. we needed like 10 minutes more about that comment specifically. I just, it's so that, I don't know why that one took me aback the most this season, but like, that was like the one dig I was like, Mary, you can't just like tell someone to their face that their neck is ugly. How? How many times have you been somewhere where you've wanted to ask that? Because I've been probably 55,000 places. That is true. I've I've wanted to, but I just don't because I'm not a Mary Cosby, but maybe we should all be because she's not fake at all. She needs to like teach us all how to like get away with it. Like, how do you get away with asking those questions and saying those things? Because you're right, Danny. Sometimes I I do see someone and I'm like, bitch, why? Why why did you do that? Why did you know that? Why did you say that? Why are you like that? But also emphasis on get away, because when she up ap- ap- apologized to Heather, and Heather was like, they I was like, that's it. That was that. That was it. That was it. <laughs> Ooh, okay. That's because I think, and like Whitney talked a little bit about this, like she's not scared of Mary, but she's scared of her reactions. But I guess we're also kind of scared. Of, I do think that like as a group, people like have the fear of God in their spirits for Mary because mm. she is so cutthroat in what she says. She also has Jesus on her side and she can, oh. maybe she'll send some like Holy Ghost fire, like Wendy's mama on you. Like you never know what to expect. So to betray Mary is to betray the good Lord above. Oh. So I understand why, and especially Heather, who's had a very interesting relationship with Jesus. She's like, I'm not, I'm not fucking with Mary or 
Jesus. No. Accepting the apology, baby. Thank you so much. Wait, I am. I was trying so. I was laughing that whole time, but I was like trying to mask my laughing. You guys are literally killing me. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, so the rest of... You, you guys are so funny. So the rest of the episode, we have that now we just go back into Monica. Which are we over talking about Monica already, or like do we need to go in the deep dive of it? I don't know. How are we feeling? We have we talked about the FBI allegedly <laughs> telling her to sit out front of Jen Shaw's house. What? Full like like Olivia Benson. Let's file. call the FBI. This is a case for the FBI, as Chris Jenner would say. And I love everyone being like, is the FBI going to like comment on this? Because you know how they had like the anesthesiologist board went to talk about Beverly Hills last week. Like we could see the at FBI account being like, we have no involvement with Monica Garcia. Or they say, thank you to our special agent, Miss Monica. <laughs> and she is a secret FBI agent yes. this whole time. <laughs> I think, I honestly, would I be shocked? I don't know. But I think my big thing after the reunion is, did Bravo know? We had mm. Monica say in part three that she told people in casting, and then I don't know if you guys noticed this, but how Andy reacted was like kind of quick and was like, oh, no, no, no. If we knew, we would never have cast you. And then you had Lisa on the couch like saying, Bravo knew. What do you guys think? Bravo has denied everything, but I just, I just don't know. I feel it's one of those things. It's a little magical moment. <laughs> and maybe they were like, Monica was given a Monica log of her just talking a lot and they heard it and they were like, oh, I missed that. Like, boop, 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 boop. And they maybe knew or maybe didn't know the extreme details of it all. It is very magically lined up i will say and also I, and also with people being like how dare they they are producers of a reality show so if they knew yeah. they're geniuses so it's like genius come on i feel i do believe yeah. monica when she says that she probably brought it up in the early stages of like casting and filming and stuff and kind of like danny you just intimated maybe they just like kept it in the like back of their brains and just pretended to like ignore it but as things were revving up possibly they were like oh shit yeah so like this is now turning into this and this is going to be the greatest finale in all of salt lake city history because yeah it's it's interesting andy's reaction plus what monica said plus lisa barlow's reaction it's just all very weird i do kind of wonder if like lisa I'm, I'm just like imagining lisa having some sort of like insane breaking of the fourth wall that just didn't air where she screams at producers like you guys framed us like i wonder if like oh, they did have I... conversations with producers like did you guys seriously frame us because as a cat if i was holding a snowflake i would immediately think that i was being framed but that is interesting but i also will say That's... in like all their situations because before obviously the reality of Antis 2 is popping off now but when i first went to look when it came out there it wasn't really that popular like it was just constantly posting about Salt Lake City and everything like that. So I feel also even if like a producer 
saw it, they're like, this is freaking weird. But in like the world of like <laughs> the like by wig Hello Bravo, like a Queens of, it's not like Queens of Bravo is joining an account right. where, like, that has like 200,000 followers and is like so interactive with everything. They probably were like, of like, it's like when people, like when housewives join franchises, they're like, I never watched the show. And it's like, we know that's a lie. Like, so like, maybe they probably thought it's a thing like that. They probably maybe didn't realize how intertwined it all was. Right. Also, Can I also just say that Reality Vontese followed me at one point and then unfollowed me. <gasps> like, I'm really hurt that they unfollowed me. What'd you do? I don't know what I Yeah, what the heck? I have no idea. Well, it was interesting because Monica started following me around the same time Reality Vontese unfollowed me. So I don't know if like there's a connection. Oh. There. Oh, you went from Facebook to official. Say, I know we've been like sharing our like unfiltered thoughts, feelings, and opinions about Monica. I do think that she makes great reality TV. I feel like she belongs oh. on reality TV. And when I tell you I love a girl who had nothing but gets everything, like that is my like it's it's kind of like what? it was a Cinderella story that unfortunately didn't have a happy ending and I don't even fault her like I love the fact that she was on her like Kim Kardashian Paris Hilton blueprint hustle when she was like yes. Kim Kardashian was the closet organizer and now she's Kim Kardashian like I love that it's- she used that as a reference and I uh I pray that her fame does not end because I do think well, she is a compelling character on television hey it's like that's like how every person starts at their job where they're like I'm an assistant or a secretary because they you go into the company and you're like yeah I want to work my way up hey eh? And B, I do kind of think, because I don't know, it does seem like production wanted to pause Monica if she was not as excited about it. I think it is a blessing in disguise because next season she'll just get yelled at over this constantly versus I want to see her in a castle in Scotland on the traitors. I want to see her on House of Villains. I want to see her go into that journey. And then, of course, you know, she's going to do um, relationship rehab with Dr. Drew with her mom. Like, because you know how sometimes they have couples with that. So she's going to be booked and busy just in a lot of different ways being able to be her more authentic true self and she's never looked i was very deeply unwell when i first saw that she wasn't coming back i understand now but let's see her in scotland like you just said because traitors i'm love we need to talk traitors but one last salt lake thing one last salt lake thing heather gay's black eye Mm. Eh. okay Mm. that see that was kind of like the most lackluster that was a lot situation because we didn't really of course like she admitted it on the finale that jen was the one who gave her the black eye and i thought like oh on the reunion we're gonna get like all the details like the end she punched her in the face yeah Yeah, no we got nothing threw a vase (laughs) at her head like i don't know because it was just it was very disappointing when she was like yeah it happened but i have no idea how it happened i feel like either she or jen someone has like one tiny memory that could help them piece together the puzzle of what happened i just like the part that like really shook me i didn't realize that she made up so many different intricate stories and then perpetuated them during her book tour and it did seem like andy was like really hurt that she kind of pinned it on production yeah so long which is just i mean if i was like a producer on the real house of the salt lake city i would be so deeply hurt you know lauren i'm wondering too because i was chatting with evan a little bit about this do you feel because a lot of people i've been seeing online and like commenting under posts about monica being paused that they were like heather lied about production she did all this stuff should she be paused like or like how do you feel about because before the reunions like everyone was like heather is the genius because like she gave us that magical moment at the review at the finale how are you feeling about Heather now? That's that was my big dilemma after yeah. I watched that. I was like, wait, hold on, you're holding Monica 
to this level where you are also, like you just said, lying about this. I think because she came across as, yes, she was kind of terrified of Jen Shaw and the repercussions. If she did be honest about it, I think I, with that, I don't think she needs to be put on pause or anything. I just think it was clear that Jen was puppeting her for the longest longest Mm -hmm. time but it's obvious heather is a different person than she was a year ago two years ago it's clear she finally found her voice this season think about the past seasons it was always jen's puppeteer so i do think because of that it's like that was a lesson learned for heather yeah did monica learn her lesson and i don't think so and that's the two Yeah, that was real. God, that was real. That was like, as I was saying that, I was like, yeah, damn, yeah. (laughs) No, that that, that (laughs) makes so much sense. And I do understand, like, how the fear of Jen Shaw impacted her decision making. The one thing I will say, though, and and I love to see Heather Gay's growth and evolution, and I'm so glad that she found her voice and she won't accept similar behavior. Obviously, now she will doesn't want anything to do with Monica, who is obviously triggering her and reminding her of Jen Shaw. But when she was confronted about like the several lies she told about, including the one about like production, etc., it didn't seem like she was, I don't know, I felt like she expressed a similar amount of accountability that Monica did. I felt like they both like, you know, I don't know if like, the sorry was hidden for Andy or mm. for the audience. I just, I feel like she was just trying to like end the conversation. She was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, whatever. I was just like scared of Jen Shaw. Like, it's fine. Like, whatever. And I don't know. I I just would have expected like maybe a more thoughtful response. I also was kind of expecting some of the other ladies to like, cause they were like trying to get this out of her. They were very quiet through that all as well. But it's like, what does Jen? Okay. Here's the thing. Why did she keep this a secret? <sighs> What does Jen have on her? What does Jen have on the other ladies? This is all speculation. Right. No, but I have to like, why? But why keep it a secret? And then with the other women, like you just said, why didn't they question her more about why didn't you tell the truth? I still think they are terrified of Jen. And I don't know why, but I still think that Jen is like, you know, even though she's in prison doing shamazing abs with Elizabeth Holmes, (laughs) she is still this figure on Salt Lake City. And I wonder too, do you feel they like, because that's what people are like, Monica, I mean, did more to bring down Jen than any of those ladies did. And then they were like, the ladies get mad at Heather and Meredith for like just being like, well, Jen is innocent until proven guilty versus Monica's being like, boom, 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 boom. And like, there's no, I feel everyone's kind of like, okay, but did you see the meme she posted of me type of stuff like that? And I feel a lot of, I I think Monica, that's what Monica clung to so much. Cause she's like, no, everything we posted was stuff Jen said about you, which then Andy was like, that still hurt their feelings. But I feel she kind of, Monica's shutdown also was like, these ladies don't even understand what I was trying to do. Cause I don't think all, but I don't think Monica really knew what she was trying to do. She just had like a good, she had a few things and she got a lot of it done, but there was interesting layers to it. I, I do, and Danny and I were chatting about this earlier. I do feel like there was a part of Monica that felt like she was Robin Hooding the situation and exposing mm-hmm. Jen for the like allegedly horrible person she is. And then obviously the one example that they really drilled into us was the way that Reality Vontees kept posting the derogatory comment with the, you know, queer slur 
that was used to describe the way that Heather looks. Um, I feel like in Monica's mind, she was like, I want you guys to know that Jen Shaw allegedly said this, therefore she is anti-LGBTQ and she sucks. And probably maybe there was a part of her heart that felt like, and maybe Heather should know that Jen Shaw is saying this bullshit about her because maybe then she wouldn't ride so hard for her as she's heading to prison. So I don't know. I do feel like there is a part of Monica that felt like she was a savior in the situation. But of course, like seeing that comment again and again on the internet isn't going to feel good for Heather. So I understand uh, both sides to it. I guess, but I, I, I do I think that like Monica was somewhat operating from a place of, I think I'm, I'm helping y'all. Yeah. Guys, I'm more confused than ever. <laughs> you know, I'm more confused about is like, I need to know everyone's thoughts. Cause we didn't unpack this during the reunion. You know how like they were really coming hard for Meredith. Like Lisa was like literally screaming at Meredith on the boat. Like, stop lying. You're doing this. You're sending the documents, yes! the DMs and everything. And then like, once we moved on to reality of Okay, so you guys were going in on Meredith. Did you believe that? Do you still believe that? Do you think she still sent some people? What do you think? Like, we didn't really get that piece of it, which I think would be really interesting to hear from Lisa and Marebear. Because I don't think, I mean, look, everyone loves to talk some shit, right? Like, we totally just love talking shit. But I don't think Meredith has the time or the interest. I can't imagine Meredith like actually going through the steps of creating a, a finsta like can you imagine meredith like coming up with a password and a name and a, and a, and you know I, no i don't there's no way her journey no there's no way i don't see it at all i do think she was very just not i mean i hate to be like disengaged because you know that's her thing i do <laughs> think she was for most of the season and then when she needed to be then she went like full throttle and it just didn't work in her favor whatsoever yeah. but i do think the ladies she deserves an apology yes. because the way that they were screaming at her on the boat and then all of a sudden like, they were accusing her of all of this. Like, where is her apology? Yeah, because then even at the reunion when Angie was joking about, like, the reunion, I'm like, why is everyone, like, giggling together? I'm like, no, you guys have to be hashing stuff out because, like, nothing is resolved, which I guess the only benefit for that is because if Monica's not coming back to the show, they're going to have to have something to do because I'm like, I feel nothing really was unpacked for any of the other ladies because it's like, Heather and Whitney were still at each other and like they'll like give hugs here and there, but they had that. Like Lisa and Whitney had a lot of shit that they have to work out. Meredith with like all of them. So it's really kind of, I was like, they seem to be, cause Heather was like, this is, a, I think even on Watch What Happens Live, she's like, this is a show of friends. I'm like, huh, but y'all, I think, mean, like, I think like, what have you been friends for each other? Bond. Like there is definitely a common yes. bond among the women. And like, I feel like if like push came to shove, they would be there for the other person in a heartbeat of something like, instantly detrimental happened but at the end of the day heather gay this is not a show about friendship especially like that's never truly been the through line of the real housewives of salt lake city and i don't want it to turn into a show about friendship because that is not the ethos of salt lake city the thing is like monica really came in and delivered some like jen shaw style drama like she filled a very like very necessarily Mm -hmm. filled a void in the show and like i think that the salt lake city audience comes to expect that and so i do wonder what will happen for season five without monica and without jen like where will they find the drama because although i love a kumbaya girl power moment i don't think that can like carry us through 18 episodes no no it can't even get me through a dinner with my friends if everyone's getting along too much i'm like check 
<laughs> I'm like, guys, we're only at appetizers and we're out of things to talk about. Who's mad at someone? <laughs> I wonder, they are starting to film reportedly like early February. Oh, so shoot. there's no time to find someone new. No. I wonder, I wonder if they're going to start and it is the kumbaya, like we love each other, whatever. And then Monica has a breather, the break, because you notice that the showrunner yes. said it was a cooling off period. That doesn't have to be for the entire season. That mm. could be for half the season. Then she comes back and we're back, baby. And she goes, uh, you, there's a knock on Mary Cosby's door. It opens it. It's Monica. Yes. And mm. we have a couple episodes for the ladies to, you know, regroup. Yeah. And then it's like, Monica also has some episodes to work on herself. Mm. And I don't know. That's because 18 episodes. I don't know. But I do want to talk, though, because we're running. We're not really running out of time, but I don't want to take too much of your time. But traitors. Yeah. Ah! It's Give so me 18 good. more episodes of that. It's so, it's so good. I just binged it. My boss, my boss's boss, funny enough, was like, "Are you watching Traders?" I was like, "Do you know how many Bravo shows I have to watch? Like, I don't have time to add another one." It's hard. Well, I did, and it's so good. It's it's so good. And I, I'm sad like, that Lars has gone though. She's she's like watching her on Traders. I was like, she's accidentally one of the funniest people on TV. <laughs> she doesn't, and know even her, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. And even her, did she's you see also, the interview she gave after where she's like, I was eliminated because I make good TV and people were jealous. Yeah, Janelle, she was like, Janelle was jealous. She was the smartest one right, and that's of the, thing. the bunch. Like people, like once she like figured out Dan, like people knew she was more astute than they maybe realized. Mm -hmm. And yes. obviously she was like a threat. That's like the tough thing too, because I feel like that was ultimately Brandy Glanville's demise in season one. Is like, she was calling out the traitors like, left right front and center and so they're like we gotta get gotta get rid of her because she is like a little bit too in tune and like gets it uh so they got rid of hers and unfortunately that also happened to larsa and i'm sad that she won't be on the remaining episodes but damn she had a good little run but phage she on the other great. hand oh, oh queen so queen. freaking good she was born for this i actually i don't did you do the traders experience in la lauren no, and I like fully regret not doing it. Was, it was fully regret. It was really fun, and I actually got to do it with Phaedra, which was like <laughs> so Iconic. so insane. That we they had you like uh, you had to uh, you weren't like buried underground, but you had to like go into a coffin and like get buried alive. You no. had to like no, I could not do that. You had to stay no. in the coffin for like two minutes, and then you could not nope. get any time to, like, get out, but then if you did, like, the traders would win, and you would lose the prize or whatever, so we were all, like, and, like, Phaedra was there, so we had to, like, we wanted to do our best for, like, Phaedra, and so, uh, the, like, while you're in the coffin, they're, like, playing, like, people gasping for air, people laughing maniacally, critters, like, it was actually, like, fucking insane, like, I, I almost did not... Um, survive it but Phaedra was there and she was so much fun and then the this girl was chosen to be the traitor and she knocked me and Phaedra out first like we were murdered <gasps> we murdered Phaedra and then she murdered me. so me and Phaedra were doing the experience murdered together which was like kind of annoying because once you're murdered like there's no chance oh, of winning so yeah. anyways but she was so fun but I love that you had this moment with her and she did tell me which I was so shocked over like I don't know, like, because everyone travels with glam and everyone, like, looks so good on the traders. I assumed that, like, there was probably some glam 
happening, but they oh, yeah. had no glam. And Phaedra did not only her own makeup every day, but all the girls in the house. And I, she didn't admit this to me, but I think that her offering to do everyone's glam every single day probably helped her in this situation because they felt oh. safe with her and they felt like she would never, ever be a traitor because bitch, she's doing our makeup for free every morning. Wait, that is genius on her end. That is so smart. Also, her makeup is so great. So that's like with the blue eyeliner and the gold eyeshadow, Mm -hmm. a queen. Wait, that is so smart. Yeah. And also the fact that she can do yet another thing. Like she's like mortician, attorney, Reiki healer, makeup artist. Like what can Phaedra not do? We just need her back on Atlanta. I love her on Married to Medicine, and I love her on Traders, but I need my girl back on Atlanta because Evan, when you were saying what can she not do, I was like, date someone in medicine because I know that's been a lot of the fans' issues there. She says that she's like a she she she's like secretly dating a cardiologist who lives in Africa. Wait, okay, okay. but I know because I know didn't um. Someone from Atlanta say like they haven't even been given like contracts. Yeah, like that, so they yes, sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Candy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, and if Candy hasn't given a gotten a contract, I mean, come on. And it's almost been a year since the show aired. Yeah, I mean, so, I my assumption is it will be Candy, uh, like the OGs. Like candy. Yeah. They're gonna get rid of Drew. They're gonna get rid of Sonya. Yeah. I, I don't know. Need, Give me a reboot. I, I would also be fine with a reboot. I would be fine with a reboot. Completely. I would be fine with like a reboot and then a legacy series. And like not just a ghost, yes. but yes. like an actual legacy series with like Nini, Kim, Sheree, Candy. <gasps> I want Nini. Phaedra, Portia. Like just yeah. like all the the iconic OGs. I would love That's to- a hard thing with Lana because I'm like then like also Kenya, Marla. I'm like oh, it's right, like just the, every single person who's ever been on it. Yeah. Yeah, I do honestly. Like, there's not an Atlanta <laughs> housewife that would like. Well, there's there's been a few flops. Like Kim Fields was like a little flopper. Oh, Kim Fields also does not want to go do a legacy. Right? No, no, no. Yeah, no. Kim Fields would, would absolutely no. not engage with that situation whatsoever. But like for the most part, like most women who have starred on Atlanta, even one season wonders like Claudia Jordan, who I was so obsessed with. Like everyone is a star in Atlanta. Like for the most part. So even like I know like, a, lot. a lot of people were tired of Drew. I love Drew. I love Fedora so much. Like, put her back on TV somehow. I also, I'm sorry, her singing at the finale. I'm like, yeah, she's dedicated to her craft yes. of reality television. I was, I was sad. <laughs> Not ever didn't um, show up to BravoCon. I know. Oh right. Wait, but speaking of BravoCon, Lauren, Danny, and I missed Monica on the carpet. Did you have a, a moment with Monica? And do you? Have- so it was during our panel, uh, which I was like very uh, upset about. So our awesome producer. Rogan interviewed her, and yes, it was very obvious that here's Monica by herself, and then no one else was. Oh, Meredith was also by herself, which was interesting. Mm. Oh, I guess because okay, but Monica, it was two days. It was two completely mm. different days. Like when then Heather came the next day. I think. I, I think Wait, I did you have any? Because right. now that's also my Did you have any like? interesting Shep sightings because when he talked about it on the Southern Charm reunion oh so many gosh. people were asking me like how was he at right. BravoCon and I didn't really notice any I didn't notice that... anything too yeah okay I, w- I will say we had an interview with Gigi from mm. Shaw's and then he jumps in and he was definitely a little loosey-goosey and basically said like they allegedly hooked up like probably something he wouldn't have said 
Uh, yeah. And I do remember like, oh, okay, that was it. That was Shep's on one. Like I kind of thought about that. Mm -hmm. And then when I talked to Austin and Craig, they were also saying that like he was out partying. But honestly, that was really sad that Southern Charm reunion when he said that. But at the same time then, Shep, what are you doing? You said you're just not going to drink liquor, but you're I, still drinking beer. And I'm like, oh, I hate I that. Like, grow up. And then you have Taylor. And then he's, like, saying to Taylor he would have married her oh, if they I, weren't on the show. You don't say that to her. That's it's so me. obvious that, like, she's still, even though I'm over Taylor, but it's still so obvious that she has such strong feelings for this man. That was such emotional warfare. That was horrible. That was, I'm over Shep. I'm honestly over Shep. My entire, I Austin too. My entire thing with Shep is that because he opens up about something. I'm like, oh, I do love him and he's so sweet. But then he does stuff like that. I'm like, well, you're 42 and a fucking like, so like manipulative and not great. Yeah, grow up. Grow up. Like he's so, he's, I, Southern Charm was great this season, but he needs to go. Before I let you guys go though, Evan. Another star sighting that you had. (laughs) Miss Kathy Hilton, you had an, a glorious interview with our queen and she told you that she goes to the cheesecake factory every week with her husband rick because why not why not what i i was like so shocked when we said okay so let me like take you back to like how because i i I didn't have any questions about the cheesecake factory we were there to talk about uh her new smirnoff ice smash she commercial which is this whole like broadway style production which is so much fun and yeah i didn't expect to talk about the cheesecake factory but at the at the very end of the interview i was because we were you know promoting her her liquor partnership i was like what are we toasting to in 2024 and she starts by saying that la has been very sleepy a little drowsy the energy is just not right and she just hopes that the the city livens up and she prays every day that la will just sort of you know be be the la that she remembers i hope that for you both yeah i honestly evan do you feel that are we sleepy here in la maybe maybe it's been a sleepy start to the new year but she said the one place that is always packed (laughs) and busy and where the patrons are plentiful and the spirits are high is the Cheesecake Factory, where she and Rick go once a week for a date night. He gets an, a, an assortment of chicken dishes and she gets the meatloaf. And, you know, Danny and I cleared this up on our podcast, but mm-hmm. for anyone who is listening, I do want to apologize to the Cheesecake Factory community because there is um, some, some drama going down there's discourse in the comment section because people feel that i led kathy into saying that rick likes the chicken alfredo (laughs) she said he likes the chicken and then took a beat and i was like oh the chicken alfredo and she goes yeah so she agreed with me i just want to i i want to let everyone know that she agreed with me so rick does like the chicken alfredo is that what she was trying to say i don't think so because then afterwards she was like the chicken with the with the sauce that you dip into it. So apparently what I'm learning is that there is some sort of like secret menu buffalo chicken dipper situation that I think Kathy was trying to let me know that Rick loves to order at the chicken. And also like she's like, yeah, I know the secret menu at cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> Which was kind of a fun. Yeah, that was like a mic drop. I mean, honestly, it's Kathy Hilton going to the Cheesecake Factory. I hope they give her a secret menu. Yes. I mean, I hope. She better. Wow. Anyway, so I was just ch- so pleased to know that Kathy and Rick, like, love to 
go there once a week. And then I was even telling Danny this. I when I because like when I think of the Cheesecake Factory, I always think of the Cheesecake Factory at the Grove, and I forget that there is that very opulent cheesecake factory right there in downtown Beverly Hills, like amid all the glitz and the glam. So I'm assuming that's the one yes. that they go to. And apparently that's like the OG one. And from what I've read also in the comments is like that Beverly Hills cheesecake factory is like top of the top, best service, like best atmosphere, like kind of like a step above the rest of the 200 cheesecake factories in this country. So, you know, like mm. Kathy is like, doing it right at the Cheesecake Factory. She's doing it right. Okay, so basically, Evan, you and I have to go yes. to this Cheesecake Factory yes. in Beverly Hills, and then Danny, we will report back. Oh, please. You have so, to go every night to yeah. find out what their night is, oh, if it's like right. a standing every, every night. Month. Oh. oh, yeah, and then we can figure out what nights she goes, mm-hmm. and then, wow, okay, we have a lot Ribbon, of- And we'll get to the bottom of what- chicken dish rick actually ordered yes like this is yes this is true journalism true journalism at its finest come on i mean if you didn't get that vibe from this whole podcast <laughs> we are true journalism <laughs> but you guys thank you so much for coming on the podcast before we let you go tell us all about your podcast because you know what we said in the beginning of the podcast, you guys have been doing this since the pandemic. We're vir- virtual. We're not really virtual anymore. So where can everyone find it? Follow you guys. Give them all like, all the tea. The all virtual the tea. reality tea. Well, yeah, virtual reality. It's out every Thursday, sometimes with some bonus episodes wherever you get your podcast. And we also put the uh, episodes on YouTube and page6.com. It's a little bit everywhere. Yeah, and we drop some like bonus episodes with like full interviews sometimes, like depending on who we have in that week. So yeah, we're always here for you on Thursdays and then sprinkled throughout the week. And uh, yeah, so just take a listen if you feel so inclined. And where can people follow you guys? Uh, you can follow me at Evan Real. And you can follow me at Casual Danny, Casual with a K. Perfect. Well, this was an icy. Wait, that's so stupid. I was like, this is good, an icy time, but it was. We it broke was. down Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and loved it. If you guys haven't watched Traders, go watch. Leave this podcast and go watch and come back next week. Bye. Housewives Nightcap by Access Hollywood is hosted and produced by Lauren Herbert and Emily Orozco. Executive produced by Rebecca Zamer and associate producer Matt Izzo with original music by Chris Keyes. Join us next week as we dive into the glamorous worlds of reality TV once again because who doesn't love a nightcap? 